All right, we're back with episode two of Miss V's Real Beauty Talk. And I know that I said I would upload weekly, but um, yeah, there's been a lot of things going on. I was sick for over a week and just all kind of twilighty stuff, you know, on the wrong side of the universe, apparently, with some things. But I did say that my next podcast was going to be about questions that you may have regarding perms because I am still on the perm series um, as far as my YouTube videos go and I forgot to mention in my last podcast that I do have a TikTok so you can find me at Von V is in Victor O-N-N talk uh, T-O-C-K and it's uh, Von Talk 48. You'll find me on TikTok. And so what I do is I make YouTube videos and then I piece up parts of my videos, post them on TikTok, and then I post them to my Instagram and my Facebook. But they're little excerpts of the videos so that people can watch my videos. And my videos are literally educational videos regarding cosmetology. I am a licensed cosmetologist and I have been teaching cosmetology as far as school goes for 16 years now. It will be 17 come September 8th. I taught my first class September 8th, 2004. And I have not regretted it since I enjoy teaching cosmetology and um, I love to inspire people who are interested in cosmetology as a career. I love to see them grow. I feel like they're my my hair children if if you will because I I have seen most of the students that I have taught, I've seen them from the beginning. And then I watch them go out onto the clinic floor, do their first clients, and then they get experience and more confidence. And then I see them go to state board and become licensed. And then I feel like my job is done. I, I feel like I don't breathe until they get their license. And then once they tell me, Miss Vani, I got my license, I'm like a sigh of relief. Go blossom my little butterfly and bless the world with your talent. And that's just exactly how I feel when I'm teaching. I feel so elated and so joyful to see someone achieve their, their dream. And if I was called to teach something else, I'm sure I would feel the same way. I, I just love it. So anyway, with that being said, I have a couple of things that I want to talk about regarding state board, but maybe I'll save that for the next podcast because I do have a lot to talk about regarding the cosmetology industry. And I have to say I am a little disappointed in where we're headed. Uh, here in the state of California, I don't know about other states. I do know that 
it's been a forever battle for at least 15 years, between 10 to 15 years. I'll say this. They've been trying to deregulate barbering cosmetology estheticians and deregulate just means they're trying to get rid of licensing, which just means you wouldn't have to go to school for any of it. You could just wake up one day and say, oh, I feel like cutting some hair and I feel like putting chemicals on someone's hair. I've been doing it anyway, illegally. So what's the deal? And that's why I'm so happy. I'm really taking my time with this perm series because I really want people to understand that chemicals are a serious thing. And really, if you look at the field of cosmetology, it can be a dangerous thing. It can be a danger to ourselves if we don't take the proper precautions to take care of ourselves and be safe. And it can be harmful to other people. So grabbing a pair of shears and cutting hair does not make you a hairstylist. There's a particular way that you have to hold your hair cutting shears so that you don't end up cutting your finger off or slicing someone's ear, stabbing them in the neck or cutting too much hair off that they didn't ask to be cut off. And all these things you learn in school, you learn the elevations, you learn the effects of the elevations when you hold the hair a certain way and cut it. These are the designs that you're putting in someone's hair. So all that plays into your training, not just eyeballing it and going in and hacking someone's hair and chemicals are the worst because soon they will, they've been working their way around it now, people. And I said I wasn't going to talk about it, but it's just got me so pumped up. They've been working their way around deregulating cosmetology. And what I mean by that is because the professionals have fought it to keep it from happening, then what they've done is dumb down state board. And what I mean by that is they've made it so easy that it's going to come to a point where they're going to say, well, why do we even have the test? Because you don't need it. And they're already trying to come up with ideas to, you know, oh, you don't have to be licensed to shampoo. Oh, you don't have to. But I think you do. I think when you're entering cosmetology, you need to be trained on little things like shampooing. And I'll let this go and get to my questions. For instance, when you are shampooing someone's hair, you do not put your fingernails in their scalp and scratch their scalp because you are putting what's called micro traumas in the scalp, which is little cuts that can be seen under the microscope. And bacteria and viruses are microscopic. They're not seen with the naked eye. Your nails under the free edge carries germs, could be fecal matter, could be anything, bacteria and viruses. So you're inserting these things into their scalp. And not only that, you are getting skin cells from their scalp under your nails. So let's say you shampoo a client and you scratch their scalp because they said their head was itching 
And so instead of scrubbing with the tips of your fingers, which is the proper way, and just applying a little pressure in the area where it's itching, you decide to scratch it. Now you're finished shampooing her, you're finished doing her hair, and then you don't wash your hands after your client. You go in the back and grab your sandwich and take a little bite. You have now put the germs that was on that client's scalp onto your sandwich, and now you're eating that. So I think it is necessary to have formal training for cosmetology. It is not, now don't get me wrong, some people are naturally gifted. They are naturally gifted. But you still need to learn the technicalities of doing hair, skin, and nails. There's always more to learn. And I've told my students, when you get in this industry, it is a lifelong learning journey. When you become that kind of cosmetologist or hairstylist, whatever you want to call us, except beauticians, when you feel like there's no room for you to learn, you don't open your heart or your mind to learn anything new, you're done. You're done because you have closed the door to new clients. You've closed the door to be able to educate the future generation, you know, to leave something with them. And it's over. You become that, you know, that same old, same old. You got the same old clients you've had for 30 years. You don't ask them if they want anything new. You don't want to try anything new on them. Yeah, you know, so-and-so comes in faithfully like clockwork every two weeks to get this done and that's it. And I mean, that's fine if that's the journey that you want to pick. That's great. But it's not conducive. And I don't encourage students to stay stuck. I encourage them to just be open. Okay, you learn press and curl in school. Be open to that. Be open to the fact that someone one day may walk into your salon. And even though you're not choosing to specialize in that, you still have that skill where you can get it done and you can make that money. You haven't closed your mind and heart to that. For instance, I don't like clipper cutting. I do not specialize in men's hair cutting. However, because I teach and I always want to know things, I will take clipper cutting classes when we go to the teacher's conference. The last teacher's conference I went to that was face-to-face, -face, 2018. Pivot Point gave a clipper cutting class. And the only reason why I took that class was so that I could better my skills to help my students. And that's just how you want to be. You may not like it so much. It may not be your specialty. But hey, if a student comes and says, hey, could you show me how to, you know, fade the hair up? I really want to specialize in men's haircut. Sure, I can, I can help you. I can show you. I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, you know, I don't like to do that. So I ain't going to. No, don't be like that. So anyway. 
This is where we're headed, people. We are headed towards a deregulating industry, which means anybody can wake up and say, you know, I've always liked to color hair. I think I'm going to start coloring hair. Not knowing the technicalities behind it, what color does, what developer you should use, um, what color will mix with the undertones in that client's hair. Is it going to turn out green or blue? What if they have henna on their hair? Can you apply color? What if they have box color? Can you do highlights? You know, all these things you want to have answers to. And this is what you're taught and trained for in school. So anyway, I've rambled on and on about that. I just feel uh, let down and really discouraged because a lot of us out there worked our butts off to get our licenses for cosmetology. And over the years, I've seen state board change from, you know, you're physically washing. When I went to state board, I had to physically wash my hands at the sink. And then when I was done, I had to wipe the sink down with a paper towel. No, I had to, I'm sorry. I had to wash the sink down with soap and water, rinse it and dry it with a paper towel before I went back to my model and did my service or draped, excuse me, because we had to wash our hands at least two times before we got started with the service. So it was wash your hands, wipe down that sink, do your setup, that's including draping your client, go back and wash your hands, and then you could physically get started with the service. And not only that, but you had 20 minutes to do the actual service. So all this was included in your 20 minute time. So you had to move fast and you had to clean fast. Now they've dumbed it down to they're not even allowing you to spray disinfectant on the tables. You're not washing your hands. You're sanitizing your hands. And you're using disinfecting wipes. And there was even rumor at some point that it was going to be okay to use baby wipes to simulate disinfectant wipes at state board. So it looks like I'm not going to get to these questions because I've ran away with myself on this state board thing. And somebody out there needs to know what's happening with our industry because uh, it's a mess. It is a mess. And there are tons of hairstylists out there that are fighting this. But in California, it feels like a losing battle. And also there's um, whispers of cutting down the education time from 1600 hours to 1000 hours. Now don't get me wrong, it can work. It has to work. But if they dumb it down any, any further, it's gonna be really sad for our future cosmetologists really sad and now we're getting into you know uh making cosmetology just for hair and then you know separating 
the man well then don't call it cosmetology anymore at that point i would say change the whole title of it because cosmetology means that you can do it all and the the awesome thing about that is when you get older a lot of young people take cosmetology because i was one of them i thought i just wanted to do hair but i always wanted to know everything because my initial plan was you know having my own shop and I wanted to know everything because if my stylist didn't show up I could do your facial or I could do your nails and trust me I was not a fan of acrylics when I went to skateboard that was the worst nail I did <laughs> but I did it and I passed you know um I'm thankful for all the training that I had. I've been doing hair since I was nine years old. So I could say when I went to school, I had the attitude, you know, I already know how to do hair. But once we started learning the technicalities of all of it and what's in a relaxer and what's in a perm and, and what's in color and what it does to your hair and learning the porosity of your hair and learning the condition of the scalp and funguses on the scalp and you know nail disorders and all that I realized I didn't know a lot I knew how to style hair but I didn't know all these things before I went to school and I had did a lot of experimenting on myself with box colors and um, different perms didn't know that you couldn't mix Sodium hydroxide with ammonium thioglycolate. Didn't know that. Didn't know that if you put henna on your hair and you put highlights on it, there's a possibility that that hair is going to blow up in the foils. And there's a possibility that you're going to see green smoke coming out of those foils and that hair will melt off. There's a possibility of that. But you don't know that unless you're taught that. So to cut down the hours of learning because some professional hairstylists believe that 1600 hours is too much. All you learn in school is state board. And I have to say, I have been fortunate enough to work for schools that their priority was always state board, but preparing students for the real world. Meaning, they didn't just learn state board. They learned how to style hair. They learned how to do color and highlights. All of these things they learned in preparation for the real world. So when they went to salons, they weren't lost. Because really, there's not too many salons out there that's going to be patient enough to teach you a new skill that you didn't learn in school. They don't have time for that. They want to add on to what you've already learned. So you already have the skill of blow drying. But let me show you how we do it here. But the fact is, you know how to blow dry because you were taught how to blow dry in school. So you're not lost. But this is where we're headed, people. We are headed in a direction where the quality of education is going down. The testing at State Board is becoming a joke. 
And I am just disappointed. I was disappointed in 2011 when they first changed to the NIC and they said you no longer had to wash your hands. I was disappointed then and I had a bad feeling then. When they said all you have to do is sanitize your hands, that's a bad thing because now you're telling these people you can get your license. Sorry. Now they're telling these people you can get your license and people are going to go out into the salons and not wash their hands. They're going to feel like when I went to state board, all I had to do was sanitize my hands. So sanitizing my hands is effective. And that's what killed me when the COVID thing happened because they really stressed using hand sanitizer and hand sanitizer was like scarce in the markets. Let me tell you about hand sanitizer. Let's just break this down while we're getting real. Hand sanitizer does not kill germs. Now, let me explain this. If I sneezed into my hand right now and I used hand sanitizer, first off, when you sanitize something, you are reducing, you are reducing the amount of germs on a surface. You're not killing anything. So in other words, when I wash my hands with soap and water, which is the most effective way to sanitize, if I wash my hands with soap and water for 15 to 20 seconds, I have gathered up a big amount of bacteria or viruses that are in my hands, and then I've rinsed them down the drain. Henceforth, I have greatly reduced the amount of pathogens that is in my hands. And then I can sanitize to help keep my hands sanitized for a while until I touch a doorknob. Now, let me tell you this. If I sneezed in my hand and I just used hand sanitizer, I did not go and wash my hands. I just used hand sanitizer. Now, don't get me wrong. If we're out somewhere and I accidentally sneezed in my hands, which I try my darndest not to do, I usually sneeze into a paper towel. But let's just give a hypothetical. I sneeze into my hands and all I had was hand sanitizer, no access to a sink. I'm not saying don't do anything. But what I am saying is when you apply that hand sanitizer, what you've done is you have smashed those pathogens into the surface of your hands, which is billions of pathogens, right? And what you've done, and, and uh, my students used to laugh when I would say this, what you have done, it's literally called putting it in a retarded state. So what that means is it's not dead, but they have been disabled to where they're kind of twitching in one place. They can't freely, freely move around on the surface of your hands. That is what hand sanitizer does. It is not a disinfectant. It does not disinfect the surface of your hands. We are not plastic. We are not metal. We are what's considered a porous being. 
meaning that our skin absorbs things, right? And so think of it this way too, whatever chemicals are in your hand sanitizer, those are being absorbed into your skin as well. So the most effective way to keep your hands truly sanitized is soap and water for 15 to 20 seconds. So by state board allowing the test to have hand sanitizing to simulate hand washing, it's, it's just uh, ridiculous because now these people so well, I went to state board and I got licensed using hand sanitizer. Why would I need to wash my hands in between clients? Because you have picked up germs from each client, from their hair. There's bacteria in their hair. There's bacteria on their skin. Even if you're cleansing it, there's bacteria in the air. Hello. So you have hand sanitizer at your station. And that's all you're doing all day. You got the sniffles, you're wiping your nose, you sanitize your hands. You're not going to wash your hands, you're sanitizing. And then you're going to say, hey, mister, or hey, miss so-and-so. Come on, get seated and let's do your hair. And putting that crap along with the alcohol and hand sanitizer stuff in their hair. And this is what happens when you don't get properly trained and when they're trying to deregulate cosmetology and barbering and estheticians. This is what happens. Who needs training, right? So I just want, you know, to put a little food for thought in your mind. If you feel like you want to learn cosmetology and you think that it's so cool that you may not have to go to school or you think it's cool that you don't have to be licensed to do certain chemicals or <sighs> I'm just going to say you're doing yourself an injustice and state board right now is not doing us any justice. I am really, really sad and disappointed about this. So guys, I'm so sorry that I ended up talking about, well, I'm not sorry that I talked about it. But it just ended up not being the podcast that I expected. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. And stay tuned. My next podcast, for real this time, will be questions that you have about perms. And we're just going over a few regular questions that are asked to me when I'm teaching perms. And when someone is uh, doing perms out on the clinic floor or in the salon and they haven't done a perm in a long time, these are common questions that are asked. And so I just want to answer those for you. And uh, yeah, we'll see how this podcasting thing goes because I have a lot to talk about. I have a lot of things that I can share with you. Questions that you have about our industry. I can tell you what's legal, what's illegal, what's um, not banned by the government, but if the state catches you doing it, you can get fined. You know, there's a lot of things to talk about with our industry. This industry is not easy and it's unfortunate. And then I'm going to let you guys go. It's unfortunate that our industry is not counted 
as a real career. I think in 2014 is when I first heard after all of my years and all of these years that a lot of us have been in this industry that Forbes finally counted cosmetology 50th on the list of top jobs to have. Finally, after all these years. But I have to say, when I went to school, nobody was happy about it, except my mom. I was told, why don't you get a real job? I can't believe this is what you want to do. I was in college for two years. And I dropped out. I did not like it. I felt stupid. And I kept being encouraged by friends to go to school to do hair because I loved it. And my hair was always done nice. And they would say, who did your hair? And I would say, I did. And they would say, you need to go to school. So I finally decided after two years of nighttime college that I would go to cosmetology school. And it was not received well. And I was talked about for over 10 years of my life for choosing cosmetology. And it wasn't until I started teaching that I finally gained the respect of those people who talked about me. And then they said they were proud of me. But I had to make a choice. And I've had students that went to college to please their parents because their parents were afraid that they weren't going to make it in this industry, that it wasn't a real career. So they wanted them to get their degrees and then if they still have the desire to go to cosmetology school, then go to cosmetology school. And I get it. I get it. But I will say this. We work a lot harder than people think. And we can make it look easy because we've been doing it for a long time. And some of us haven't. You just got that gift. You learned it. You learn fast. And you, you do it like it's just effortlessly kudos to all of you but it is not easy it is not easy to pick up a pair of shears and cut hair you do not just grab your scissors shears they're called and just hack someone's hair that is not how it works everything has a consequence to it meaning however you grab the hair and however you cut it there's going to be a consequence to it good or bad and if it comes out good, that's just winging it. You have to be trained. So enough of my fussing. I want to thank you so much for hanging in there. And I got a lot more to say about this because this is a real game changer here, you guys. I don't know if someone hears me out there, but this is not a good change coming from State Board and for our future stylists. Thank you so much for listening. I want to say have a blessed week. And I don't know. I may do another podcast tomorrow to do the one that I said I was going to do. Because, yeah, I said I was going to do it. So I need to do it. But I thank you again so much for listening. God bless you guys. And this is Ms. V's Real Beauty Talk. Mm-hmm.